Alrighty, alrighty, let's see. What was that? The mice. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. Alright, here we go. Let's do this. Okay, alright. Very nice. Hey, friends, what's up? Welcome back to Babel on Talmud. Kvaldik. <laughs> Chavit. We're up to Daf Gimel, Daf 3 of Mesechta Sukkah. Well, that's it. We're already, we're already, we're on our way. That's it. That's it. We're into Mesechta Sukkah. Givaldic. Um, so the first part of today's Daf kind of is, you know, remember yesterday we had a shtickle cliffhanger. We kind of um, left off in the middle. So we're going to get the answer to that question that we left off with yesterday. We then um, move into discussing the minimum size of a sukkah. We're going to see a machlokas, bishama, bishil, and Rebbe even gets into the mix over there. And then we're going to see kind of in passing almost, I don't even know how to explain it, like a whole bunch of random halachas, some things, kind of some throwbacks to Erevin. Um, anyways, so we'll get there soon. Let's begin on Daf Gimel, Amur Aleph. Let's see. Okay, so that was talk of the kasha. Who could tell me what the kasha was at the end of the day yesterday? So yesterday, Lamaisa, we had, we had a we had three ukimtas, right? We had Rav Yosha in the name of Rav, who says that the machlokas between the um, the chachamim and Rav Yehuda had the chacham say that the maximum height of a sukkah is twenty amos. Rav Yehuda says it could, it could even be larger than that. So Rabbi Yosha says the name of Rav that the machlokas is davka when the walls do not reach the schach, but if the walls reach the schach, so then um, there's no machlokas. Everyone says it could be taller than 20 amas. Then there's the opinion of Rav Huna in the name of Rav, who says that the machlokas is when the sukkah is only 4 amas by 4 amas, but if it's larger than that, then there's no machlokas. Everyone agrees it could be uh, taller than 20 amas. And finally, um, Rav Hanan Baraba, I think, said in the name of, I think it's who it was, yeah, Rav Hanan Baraba says in the name of Rav, that um, the Machlokas is when the Sukkah is only seven, uh, well, it's really only Rosh Rubo Vishulchano, but if it's larger than that, so then there's no Machlokas. Everyone agrees it could be larger than 20 Amis. Now, we have this Brisa in which Rabbi Yehuda tries to bring a proof to prove his point from a story with Hilni Amalka, that Hilni Amalka, in her sukkah, it was taller than 20 Amis, and the Chacham didn't say anything. So Rabbi Yehuda is bringing that as a proof that a sukkah is allowed to be larger than 20 Amis. And we wanted to say that that Brisa would really only make sense according to Rabbi Yosha. Because according to Rabbi Yosha, the machlokas between the Chachamim and Rabbi Yehuda is when the walls do not reach this, the, the, the schach, and that would make sense, Taka, for Hilni Amalka, that the walls wouldn't reach the schach, so that there's, um, air, so that there's circ- ventilation, circulation. So, so therefore, in that, and that was the, and, and Rabbi Yehuda is saying, you see, and in Hilni Amalka's, um, sukkah, you know, he's arguing with the Chachamim, and Mistama, there was air separation between the walls and the schach, makes sense that that brisa would be like, Rab, Rab, like, uh, would fit in the most with Yosha's view. However, according to Rav Huna and Rav Hanan Bar Rabba, who say that um, the Machlokas is by a very small sukkah, Rav Huna says four Amas by four Amas, Rav Hanan Bar Rabba says even smaller than that, Rosh Hashanah of Shulchanu. So, would that make sense that Hilni Amalka had such a small sukkah? Mistama not, Mistama shared a large sukkah. So that was the Shaila that we ended off with yesterday, that 
the anecdote that the story with Hilni Amalka seems to be supporting Rabbi Yosha and not Rav Huna and Rav Huna Barabba. So now, three lines into the page and Afkimomar Alf Amarabba Barav Ado Lo Nitzchel Lesuka Asuya Kitonius Kitonius. So it says Rabba Barav Ado that well Hilni Amalka's sukkah was very interesting. It was made up of lots of small compartments. So it was a large uh, sukkah, sure, but it was lots of small compartments. And because it was small compartments, so it's talking about, you know, each compartment was maybe only Rosh Ovarubo Shulchano or, um, or, or Daladamos by Daladamos, right? And, and therefore that machlokis was by small sukkah because it was like these small, uh, um, you know, cubicles, so to speak. But come on, Hilniamalkum, you still had a very big spacious sukkah, not a sukkah that was broken up into lots of small little cubicles. So Ravashi Lonitzchelikitonis Sheba says Ravashi no. Yes, that's that's correct. Hilniamalkum is still had a very big, spacious, grandiose, maybe, sukkah. Give all the sukkah the maisa. But there she had her own right. Rashi says she was very tsenua, I think that's what Rashi says. Whatever she was very sort of you know, out of the spotlight, doing her own thing. She had her own private area. And that private area was small. And it was about that private area that Rabbi Huda is proving that the Chacham were coming in and out and they didn't say anything. So clearly, even in a small sukkah, it's allowed to be larger than 20 amas. Higher than 20 amas. Rabbanu Tzavi bonea b'sukkah havu yasve ve'i yasve bekitonis mishum so according to the rabbis, right, that meaning because Rabbi Yehuda wants to bring this as a proof, right, meaning she's got this small cubicle that she's in, and it was taller than 20 amas, and Rabbi Yehuda says, look, the rabbis didn't say anything to her, so clearly they're okay, the rabbis back then were clearly okay with her being in a sukkah that's taller than 20 amas, you see, I'm right, says Rabbi Yehuda. Now, Rabbi Yehuda's contemporaries who disagree with him and say that you're not allowed to sit in a sukkah that's taller than 20 amas. So how do they explain what was happening with Hilni Amalka, the fact that the rabbis back then were going in and out and they didn't say anything, which means that sounds like they were okay with it. But according to Rebutus contemporaries, it's not allowed to be higher than 20 amas. So what do they say? So let's read that again. So Rabbanan Savre, Rabbi Yehuda's contemporaries hold, who argue with him, they hold, that her children were sitting in the larger sukkah. So her children, who are chayv and mitzvahs al tzchinich, and therefore would be following the ways of the Rabbanan, they were in the larger sukkah. And the larger sukkah could be taller than 20 amas. Therefore it was no problem. They didn't say anything. And she was in the smaller, also the Gemara's Taka says it, so, right? and she was in the smaller compartment kind of doing her own thing and because Isha's Pturim in Asukah since she's Pturim in Asukah they had no reason to say anything even though Rebuta's contemporaries would argue that the Chachamim would have had an issue with the Sukkah being larger than 20 Amas tall but because it was only for her they didn't fa- feel, fa- find the need to say anything or feel the need to say anything they didn't have to say anything they felt how's that <laughs> um, And but the, 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 the her sons were in the the larger sukkah, and therefore they didn't need to say anything because that was larger than, um, you know, the minimum size, and it was allowed to be higher than 20 amas tall. 
That's why I didn't have to say anything. Rabbi Yudah Savar was Rabbi Yudah disagreed and he said, That no, her children were taka with her in that compartment. And and even so, the taka didn't say anything. So we see that, um, and even so they didn't say anything. So Rabbi Yudah wants to argue that you see that even in a, a small compartment like Hilni Amalka's area that her children, that her sons were with her in, in their Chayv Midr Abanon in Sukkah, still the Chacham didn't say anything. So that's Rabbi Yudah's proof that um, a Sukkah is allowed to be higher than, taller than 20 Amis. So Rabbi Yudah maintains Sukkah is allowed to be taller than 20 Amis. Chacham say it's not allowed to. They didn't say anything to her because she was by herself. Rabbi Yudah says Mapetom. Her sons were with her and still they didn't say anything. So Rabbi Yudah and Chacham are each sort of maintaining their own position in this. And you can explain that it's talking about a small sukkah because it's talking about a smaller compartment that Hilni Amalka was hanging out in. Omer of Shmuel Bar Yitzchok. Rav Shmuel Bar Yitzchok had gezok. Alochet tzuchashtei machzekes chevel. Listen up. Alochet tzuchashtei machzekes rosh of rubav shulchano. You hear that? A sukkah needs to be big enough that you could fit your head, most of your body, and your table. Right? Imagine the mice, uh, they would, they would eat lying down on a couch, and they would have their table next to them, like we learned about Masech the Brachis. So, the sukkah needs to be big enough that you can get your head, most of your body lying on the couch, and your table in front of you. And then, uh, if it's that size, then that's big enough. And I think Lemais, we say it, that's seven tvachim by seven tvachim, but, uh, Rosh of Rubav Shulchan. Omele Rab Abba Kiman, Kibeshamai. So Rab Abba says, Toshmu by Yitzchak, who do you hold like? Beshamai. Omele Ele Kiman. So Rab Shmu by Yitzchak says, yeah, I don't know, I guess who else should I hold like? <laughs> okay. Nikadamu, those who say, Omele Rab Abba, Damu Lachmoni. Those who say, Ataka Rab Abba says, to Rav Shmuel by Yitzchak, he says, "Who told you this?" Amalei b'shami v'latazuz mina, and Rav Shmuel by Yitzchak says, "It's Taka b'shami's opinion, and that's that. Don't, 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 don't raise any objections." Okay, fine. So what do we see? So we see that Rav Shmuel by Yitzchak says that the minimum size of a sukkah is Rosh of Rubav Shochano, and it's like b'shami, and that's that. Okay. Maskev of Nachum by Yitzchak. How do we know that Pesham and Basil argue on a, sukkah, on a small sukkah? Now, a little bit of extra info that we need over here is that on Dafchafches Omodalaf, that we'll get to in a few weeks, came out four weeks, um, there's a machlokas, Pesham and Basil. Pesham says that the minimum size of a sukkah is Rosh Rubav Shochanu, like we just explained. Basil says Taka. The minimum size is actually a little bit smaller than that. Rosho Verubo, don't worry about the table. The table could be inside the house and, you know, your head and most of your body is in the sukkah. That, that's large enough. So now, Frecht, Rav Nachum by Yitzchak, he says, Who says that Beshami Basil are arguing about what's the smallest possible size of a sukkah? Maybe, Maybe, they're talking about a big sukkah. Uh oh. I'm stuck here. I don't know how to move on. Di 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 um di 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 I don't know. Uh, could somebody help me out here? 
I've said this word a thousand times. Why all of a sudden can't they say it? <laughs> One second, I'm going to look up this word. Interesting, you know, I just talked, looked it up in the art school, and Ditaka has a completely different word, Darton. I guess, so I guess that's one solution, just change the word. But he says Dimitulsa. Clearly doesn't say Dimitulsa. Okay, so how about this? I guess there can't be any wrong way to pronounce a word that, you, you know, their solution is just, just change it. So how about this? I'll keep it and I'll just pronounce it however the heck I want. Dimitlalasa. That actually sounds pretty good. No. Back to the program. So, so who says that Beisham and Beisilal are arguing about a small sukkah? The smallest possible sukkah. Beisham says Rosh Hashanah. Beisilal says no. Taka Rosh Hashanah is enough. Maybe Lemaise. It's a big sukkah, but he's sitting. You know, the, his table's in his kitchen. And he's sitting at the edge of the sukkah right next to his table's in the kitchen. He's sitting uh, by his table. He's in the sukkah. His table's in the kitchen. But it's a, in the mice, it's a big sukkah. There's a whole, lots of space behind him. So that's the shadow. Nachman Yitzchak says, who says that they're arguing about the minimum size of the sukkah? Maybe it's like a big sukkah. And just he's sitting right at the entrance to the sukkah. And he's in the sukkah and his table's in the house. Beishamai says that's no good. You need the table with him. Beishil says that, um, that, that, that that's okay. It's okay to have the table in the house. The Beishamai the Beisham is concerned that if you let him sit like this with the table in the house, maybe he'll end up, you know, getting drawn after the table and end up in the house. And obviously, you know, you know, we don't want him eating in the house. We want him eating in the, in the, eating in the sukkah. And Basil says, I'm not concerned that he's going to end up in his house. So maybe that's talking to Machlokas. It's a big sukkah. And now the Gemara goes a step further and says, you know what? I actually like this suggestion. Because I can infer from the Mishnah that says the Katani Mishohaya Rosh Rubo If we look at the Mishnah it says somebody who happened to have his head and most of his body in a sukkah and his tables in the house. It doesn't say that if somebody was sitting in a sukkah that was so tiny that it was only big enough that you can get your head and your body, but the table had to be in the house. It doesn't say that. It says somebody who was sitting in a sukkah could be a very big sukkah for all we know. But he's sitting in his sukkah, and it happens to be that his table he kept in his house. Maybe it was a very nice table, he didn't want to bring it out, whatever it is. So implying that you could talk a, make the argument that it actually is talking about a big sukkah. And he happens to be sitting in such a fashion that his table's in his house. Beshamah posun v'sil machshirin. says no good. Beshamah says it's kosher. And if we're talking about, if Beisham and Basil are arguing about the smallest possible size of a sukkah, then it shouldn't say Mishahaya, rather it should say, right, that he's in a sukkah that is, that it's not Machzekes El Arosh of Rubo, but his Shulchano is in the house. Meaning if we're talking about the minimum size, it should say explicitly that if he's in a, 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 a sukkah that is so small that it can only fit Rosh of Rubo, but not Shulchano, but it doesn't say that. It says somebody who happens to be sitting in such a funny way that his table's in his house, but for all we know, it's a very large sukkah. But now the Gemara pushes back and says, wait, no, they are, they are arguing about a small sukkah. Because after, after all, we learn in a b'raise, we have a b'raise that says that if you have a sukkah that's only machzekes, that's only able to hold, it's so small, it's only big enough that, 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 that it could, that, that, that he could fit. Rosh of Rubo of Shulchanu. He's had most of his body in his table. Kshera. 
Rebbe Yomer Acheba Arba Amos, Alarba Amos. Rebbe argues and says, no, there has to be four Amos by four Amos at least. Vitani Idachim, we have another verse that says, Rebbe Yomer Kosukah Sheimba Arba Amos, Alarba Amos, Psula. Rebbe says that if you have a sukkah that's less than four Amos by four Amos, it's no good. And the Chacham argue and say that even if it's small and you all you could fit is your head and most of your body, not even your table, it's Kshera. It doesn't say anything about the table. And we say it doesn't make any sense. Meaning Rebbe is consistent between the two Brises that the, that the minimum size of a sukkah is four Amos by four Amos. But the first Brisa says that the minimum size it needs to include the table. The second Brisa says it does not need to include the table. Must be at the first Brisa that requires the table in the minimum amount is Beishamah. And the second Brisa is Taka Beishil. So we see if that's the case, then Beisham and Beisil do argue about the minimum size of a sukkah. And now says Marzutra that and I can actually argue this way now and try to bring a proof to support this from our Mishnah. From the fact that it says in the Mishnah that if somebody's sitting with this table in his house, so Beisham says it is possible, Beisil says it's kosher. And if we're talking about a sukkah that is very, very large, and he just happens to have his table in his house, well then it shouldn't be about kosher or apostle, it should be whether or not you're yotze the mitzvah, because we're concerned about shema yimashach But kosher and apostle seems to imply the minimum size of a sukkah. But then what do we do about the fact that we wanted to say a second ago that taka, it sounds like it's a big sukkah because it says mishahaya, cheveh. No, what, what, what do we do? We seem to be going both ways on that. We can make a fine argument that Bisham and Basil argue about the minimum size of a sukkah. We can also make a fine argument that they're talking, talking about a large sukkah and somebody happens to have his table in his house. So rather, the Olam Bitarte Plige, really, Bisham and Basil argue in both cases. They argue about the minimum size of a sukkah. They also argue in the event that it's a large sukkah but your table's in your house. They argue both by a small sukkah and a large sukkah. We're missing some words here, and this is what this is the this is the full story. Is the following: If you have a fellow who's in a large sukkah and he happens to have his table in his house, he's sitting right at the edge of the sukkah with his table in his house. Beshami says you're not says that you are yotze. And if you have a sukkah that's so small that all you could fit is your head and most of your body, but no table, Bishamai poslin, Basil Machshirin. Bishamai says it's possible, it's too small. Basil say it's kosher, it's, it's big enough. So there you have it. Bishamai and Basil Taka argue both by a small sukkah as well as by a larger sukkah that you have your table in your house. Frekta Gemari. Who is the author of the following? If you have a house that's smaller than four Amas by four Amas, you don't have to put up a mezuzah. You don't have to put up a maike. Who can tell me what a maike is? A maike is that when you build a house, you have to put up a, uh, if you build up your house, if you build a house, and you have a roof, I assume stuff could talk about a roof that like you, you could walk on it and you can go up to the roof. So you have to have a fence so that nobody should fall down. So if the house is smaller than four Amas by four Amas, it's potter from a Maike. And, um, you know, it doesn't, it's not, doesn't, doesn't get tummy from Tsaras. You can't get Tsaras of the house 
on a house that's smaller than four amas before amas there's a halacha that if you have a house in a walled city so meaning in general there's a concept of, in general there's a concept of yovel right a fellow sells his property so at the yovel year it go it reverts back to him um, however if the property is in a walled city he's got one year to buy it back if he doesn't buy it back within the year so he doesn't get it back forever now if it's a house that's smaller by four by four four amas by four amas so then um that Allah doesn't apply. The Allah is of Bati Arichoma, because it's too small. Right? Of course, um, somebody builds a new house. He doesn't go to fight in war. Rather, he goes home and he enjoys his house. Now, a little structure that's less than four amas by four amas is not included. Of course, we know from Masechta Erevin, Eruvichatseris. You have a whole bunch of houses that open up into a courtyard. So, in order to be able to carry in the courtyard, so then you have to, uh, was that a no? Is it to carry in the courtyard or to carry from one house to the other? I think that was the point, right? To carry from one house to the other. Who can remember anymore? I think that was, was that talk of the point? No, but I thought we said that things that were in the chutz or things that were in the courtyard when Shabbos started, you're allowed to carry in the courtyard, right? You just can't carry it like from the house to the courtyard. I think that's the point. Wow. Erevin, long time ago. Anyways, so in order to make this Eruve Chatseris, everybody in the, all the, all of the houses in the Chatser need to join together. If one house doesn't join together, it kind of messes it up forever. That house messes it up. So the thing is, so we're saying that a house that's smaller than four amas by four amas does not need to contribute bread to the Eruv. It's not taken into consideration. And the same thing also by Shitufimivos, right? Vemishtatvimbo. That, you know, let's say you have three Chatseris that open up into one Mavoy. So, they have to all come together and make a shetufay muvaos and put the bread in one of the chatzers. Now, if one of the chatzers only has one house in it, and that one house is less than four amas by four amas, it, it doesn't, it's not, doesn't matter, and if they don't contribute to the shetufay muvaos, it's not a big deal. And additionally, if um, you have a whole bunch of houses in a chatzer, and they want to make an uve chatzeris, and one of the houses is less than four amas by four amas, the bread that they all contribute would not go into that small little house because the whole point of Eruv Echatzeris is that you put it in one house and then it's like everybody is spending Shabbos in that one house, but this house is too small. So it's not considered one of the houses, so we don't. That, that's not going to be where we want you to be spending Shabbos. We want to be spending Shabbos in one of the bigger houses. So you wouldn't put the bread from the Eruv Echatzeris in the small house that's less than four amas by four amas. I mean, also, also, Iber ben Shteayaros, another Eruv concept. If you have two cities, and remember, Karpav, Karpav, 70, 70 and two-thirds Amis. So if, um, let's say you have, I don't know, city A and city B, and then to the east of city A is an area that's 70, 70 and two-thirds Amis, and to the west of city B is an area of 70 and two-thirds Amis, right? So basically, between city A and city B is uh, 141 and a third Amis. So you could put a hut in the middle there, and then... Um, It'll, that hut will basically like connect both of the cities and they're all considered like one big city. And then the Tum Shabbos is, um, you know, 2000 Amis from the extremes of, you know, both, you know, A and city A and B are considered like one big city. You can walk 2000 Amis past either one. Um, now, um, now if, if, if this structure is less than four Amis by four Amis, it doesn't work to connect those, um, those two cities. And brothers and partners, we're assuming for now what this means is that they wouldn't divide up this house if they needed to divide it up and because uh, it's too small. 
So let's say it's Rebbe. Rebbe says, after all, when it comes to a sukkah, the minimum size of a sukkah is four amas by four amas. Right? Bishama Bisil say could be or you know Roshavubo or Roshavub of Shokhanu, but it's smaller than four amas by four amas. Basil uh 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 Rebbe says it has to be at least four amas by four amas, and that seems to be the size that we're talking about by all these things. Mezuzah, the Erevin and Yanim, all these things. So let's say that this Bryce is Taka Rebbe, four amas by four amas. Afilutema Rabbanon. Says the Gemara, you can even talk and say it's the rabbis. Because the ra- I can argue that the rabbis, Kilu Besham and are saying that by sukkah, it needs to be, you know, all it needs to be is Roshav Rubo, or arguably Shochano, depending Besel Beshamai, which is pretty small. So by sukkah, yeah, it could be pretty small because it's a Dira Sarai, it's a temporary dwelling, it could be pretty small. But by a house, the diras kevahu, that it's a, a, a it's it's a permanent structure. I feel the rabbanu modudi is beidalad ames al dalad ames dari beinche bilolo dari beinche. The rabbis would would agree that if it's four ames by four ames, that's considered a dira. That's considered a place that somebody lives. Um, so you know when it comes to you know if you're going to go back for war because you built a new house, it has to be at least four ames by four ames, right? To put up a suza, a mezuzah, a maike. Uh, 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 these are things that uh, it has to be four amas by four amas. It has to be a proper house. So therefore, even the Chacham would say over there it has to be four amas by four amas. By Sukkah, however, it's a Dira Sarai. Uh, so they would say that, you know, Rosh uh, Rubo slash Shulchano would be enough. Okay. Now, the Gemara is going to go through each of these things that we mentioned earlier. We just mentioned a whole bunch of things. Mezuzah, Maikeh, uh, all sorts of things and we said that for that you need a, a house that's four amas by four amas we would go through each one of them and uh, explain why this is so so we said earlier that a structure that's less than four amas by four amas you don't have to put up a mezuzah you don't have to put up on the roof a fence if uh, it doesn't get saras on it it doesn't become tummy if it gets saras on it. And that if it gets sold, it's not, it doesn't have the halachas of, of, of real estate that gets sold in a walled city. And we don't, you know, if you build a structure that's less than four amas by four amas, you're not going to go home from war uh, on account of that. My time. How come? The answer is because um, all of those examples the pasuk says the word bias, right? Amuzuzos beisecha ovisherecha. Kisivne bias. What is it? Kisivne bias chadash vasisa ma'ikel gagecha. Something like that. Kilo by all of these things, um, right? Right? Was it? Oh man. Vraisa negat saras beveis eretz achuzaschem or something like that. Kilo. All of those examples, it says bias, and a bias is four amos by four amos. Fine. We answered a whole bunch of those examples just now. Now. Um the Ema Arvinbo, we do not um right a house that says some four amas by four amas does not need to contribute to the Eruvechatseris, Ve Mishtatsunbo, and it does not contribute to the Shitufimivos, Ve Manichimbo Eruv, and we don't put an Eruv in that house, right, Kilo? So if you have a chatzer with a whole bunch of houses in it, don't put all the bread for the Eruvechatseris in a house that's smaller than four. Amos before Amos, my time, how come? To the Because it's not fit for 
living in it. Okay, Givaldi. Now, listen up, Chaver. The Gemara makes, makes a diuk. And the Gemara says, yeah, we will not put into this small little house. As I explained earlier, that, you know, because the house that the bread goes into, it's like everybody's spending Shabbos in that one house. And this isn't a house. And therefore you can't put the bread there. However, the Brisa doesn't say anything about Shitufim Avos. You're allowed to put Shitufim Avos in there. And therefore, so let's say you have a few Chatseris that open up into a Mavui and they do a Shitufim Avos. And now they want to take the bread from the Shitufim Avos and put it in one of the houses in one of the Chatseris. And they said, you know, why don't we put it in this little tiny structure that's less than four Amos by four Amos? That's, a, that's 100% okay. My time, how come it's okay? To look at me, Because it's no different than just leaving it in the chatzar, which would be completely okay. If you took the bread from the shetufim avos and just put it outside in one of the chatzars, no, no problem. That's fine. The time is within the price, eruvi chatzars bechatzar, that the eruvi chatzars you put in the chatzar. Shetufim avos, shetufim mavu bemavu, you put the bread from the shetufim avos in the mavu. Favinoba, we ask, what? Eruvi chatzars bechatzar? That's not true. You don't just leave the Eruv Chatseros in the Chatser, you put it in one of the houses. That's not, we learned in the Mishnah. Somebody who puts the Eruv in like a, like a, like a, like a gatehouse, a chsadra, a veranda. I think that's like something kind of like in front of the entrance to the house. Umir Pesas, a balcony. Eno Eruv. It's not a good Eruv. Vardasham, Eno Oser. And somebody who lives in one of these things like a gatehouse. He doesn't contribute to the Erev either. Kilo, if he doesn't, he doesn't need to contribute to the Erev. It's not considered a house. So we see that you can't just put the Erev anywhere, the, the bread anywhere in the Chatzar. It has to be in a proper house. So what does it mean Erev Chatzeris B'Chatzar? That you leave the bread from the Erev Chatzeris in the Chatzar. That's not true. You put it in one of the houses. Rather what it means is that you put the Bread from the Eruv Chatzeris in one of the houses in the Chatzer, and you put the Shitufemavos, the bread from the Shitufemavos, in one of the Chatzers in the Mavoy. So let's say you have three Chatzers opening up, up into the Mavoy, so you'll, you could put the bread in one of the Chatzers in, of the Mavoy. If you want to put it in somebody's house, Givaldic, but you, you know, you could put it in the Chatzer, and that's enough. And therefore, and this little structure that's less than four amos by four amos is no worse. Putting the bread in there is no worse than just leaving it out in the chutzah, which we just said is completely acceptable. And therefore, going back to our original point, while you would be unable to put the bread of the Eruve Chatzeros in this little structure, you would be able to put the bread of the Shetufa Mavos in that little structure. Then also Iber Ben Ayaros. We don't use this little structure as a connection, connecting structure between two cities that if there's a Karpaf for each of the two cities respectively, right? I.e. a total of 141 and a third Amis between the cities. So you don't put this small little structure in between and call it a day and say that they're not connected. Because we don't even treat it like a Borgenin. A Borgenin is like a little hut that the people who like watch fruits and vegetables, guards, they um, sleep in those huts. And that would be acceptable as an Ibor Ben Shteayaros. But this little structure doesn't even count for that. My taima, Borgenin, Chazun the Milsai, Vailu Chazun the Milsai. Because Borgenin, those little huts, they, you know, they are what they are. They serve their purpose. That is for the people to sleep in. And that's fine. 
this structure is just, it isn't anything. And therefore it doesn't, doesn't work to make the Ibrahim and Shteyayars. And finally, the brothers and the partners do not divide it up. But one second, this seems to be implying that if you have brothers or partners, they don't divide up this structure because it's less than four Amas. Implying that if it was four Amas or more, then they would divide it in half. They would divide it up. But uh, we learn in the Mishnah in Chokin Esachotzer, One second, when it comes to dividing up a property between brothers or partners, there would have to be at least four Amis for each one, not just four Amis total, and you divide it in half, and each one gets two Amis. No, there has to, it has to be big enough that there's four Amis for each one. So even if it was four Amis, it wouldn't be enough. It would have to be eight Amis. So Ella Ema Einbo Din Chaluka Kichotzer. Aha. Now what it means is that if this house that is it, that is less than four Amas by four Amas is in a Chotzer, it wouldn't have the Din Chaluka of a Chotzer. What's a Din Chaluka of a Chotzer? It means like this. Rashi explains it very nicely. Let's say you have a um, Chotzer. And it's owned by Ruven and Shimon. Two partners, let's say. Now in the Chotzer, there's one big house, and three small houses. Okay? So let's just say, even you know, one house that's three times the size, that right, that one house that's the size of all the other three combined, let's say. So Ruvain takes the big house, and Shimon takes the three small houses. Givaldi. Now they want to divide up the, the chotzer. They want to divide up the space in the chotzer itself. So how do you divide it up? You know, on the one hand, Shimon has one house, and uh, Ruvain has one house, and Shimon has three houses. So maybe he should get, he should get more. Should get three times as much. But on the other end, maybe, um, you know, but in terms of space, it's all the same, right? So, the Ravuna, the Ravuna says, Chotzer lefi The Ravuna says that the Chotzer is divided based on how many doors you have, right? Meaning because, after all, the Chotzer is the way, you know, everyone's going to have to use it. Sir, Reuven might have a nice big Gishmaka house, but he's only one person. Shimon's got three houses which I guess is going to be shy to three different parties. And therefore, even though they might be smaller houses, there are three times as many people that are going to need to use the chatzar. And therefore, Afuna says, look, the chatzar is going to be divided based on how many doors you have. And therefore, if Shimon has the three small houses, that means he's got three doors, as opposed to Reuven's got one big house, but he's only got one door, which means that if we take the chatzar, the space in the chatzar, and we divide up all the space into four Ruvain's only going to get one, you know, one quarter of it. Shimon is going to get three quarters because he's got three doors, even though the area of their respective buildings are the same. Whereas if Chizda says, no, whereas if Chizda says, no, you give each door four Amas and that's it. And the rest you divide up equally. So therefore, Ruvain, who's got the big house, so he gets four Amas opposite his door. Shimon, who's got the three small houses, he gets four, you know, each house gets four Amis opposite their respective doors. And the rest of the entire property, you would then divide in half, right? Ruven would get 50%, Shimon would get 50%, unlike Rufuno, who says that Ruven, that Ruven would get 25% and Shimon would get 75%. No. According to Rav Chizda, you give each door four Amis opposite it, and then Reuven gets half, Shimon gets half. Okay. 
Now, Tanimile buys the Nave Koi Yoibna Le Chotzer, Hai, then Mr. Koi, Lo Yevna Le, Lo Yavina Le Chotzer. And we're saying that the, um, that this would only pl- apply to structures that are at least four Amas by four Amas, right? That this din of a chotzer that we say, you know, is it based on the, the doors, you know, that you, you divide it up based on how many doors there are or that you only give four Amas for each door and then divide up the rest in half. That is only structures that are at least four Amas by four Amas. But if they're less than four Amas by four Amas, it doesn't apply, right? right? A house that you're going to live in so we give him the din of a But this where it's just like a structure that you can just kind of hang out in, but not more than that. So we don't we don't sort of take that into account when dividing up the chotzer. That was Daf Gimel of Mesechta Sukkah. I'd say that the main sugya over here was really the minimum size of a sukkah. Right? We, we had a um, three-way machlokas. Beishamai says the minimum size is Rosh of Rubo of Shulchanu. Beisilo says the minimum size is Rosh of Rubo. The Chacham, uh, Rebbe says the minimum size is Dalit Amos or Dalit Amos. Now we had said also that just like Beishamai and Beisilo argue by a small sukkah, they also argue by a large sukkah that you happen to have your table in your house. Beishamai is concerned you might end up in your house. Beisilo is not concerned about that. And then we had a shayla about all these other examples where you need a structure to be at least four amas by four amas. Mezuzah, make, you know, Eruvin, all sorts of stuff like that. We wanted to argue that since it has to be four amas by four amas, that must be Rebbe. We say that no, even Beshameh Basil would say that by a sukkah, it has to be, you know, it could be small because it's a diras arai. But by these other examples where you mamish need to live there, so then it would have to be... Um, 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 you know, at least four amas by four amas. Then we got to an interesting machlokas at the end between Rav Chizden and Rav Huna about how to divide up uh, the, the area, the space of a chutzar among partners. If you have Reuven and Shimon, Reuven's got a big house, Shimon's got three small houses, so how do you divide up the space in the chutzar? Um, Rav Huna says that you divide it up based on how many doors you own. Reuven, even though he's got a bigger house, and his one big house is as large as the three small houses of Shimon, the fact of the matter is, Ruvain's got one door, Shimon's got three doors. So therefore he gets three quarters of the space of the Chatzar because he's essentially, he has three parties living there and they're going to need three times as much use of the Chatzar, even though their houses might not be as big. Um, whereas Rav Chizda says, no, you give each door a little bit of space in front of it, four amas in front of it, but then the rest of this area of the Chatzar, you divide up, half of it goes through, and half of it goes to Shimon Chavir. That was the Avgimov Masech I hope you're enjoying it very much. Have a great day. Cheers.